to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Hello and welcome into the show. You are very welcome here. Yes, this podcast is exactly one week later than the last one. That doesn't normally happen here at Knit British. There's normally a couple of weeks between episodes, maybe a week. Um, But it's a very, very good reason because I have a hugely exciting interview with Joe and Mika from the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Now, if you've been living on an iceberg for the last few years and you don't know what the Edinburgh Yarn Festival is. It's Scotland's premier knitting event which is being held next year from the 9th to the 12th of March. There will be world-class tutors and awesome workshops. There, It will be a packed marketplace and hand-picked vendors. There will be meetups. There will be demos. There will be the Blacker Yarns podcast lounge hosted by Knit British. The Edinburgh Yarn Festival is a must on your yarn calendar. And so there you go, you're up to speed. <laughs> of course, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know how awesome the Edinburgh Yarn Festival is. And you will probably have been yourself uh, over the last few years. It is about a year since I sat down with Joe and Mika actually last to, uh, when we talked about them giving us sneaky peeks for this year's festival and I can't believe it's a year and that time has come around again and as always Joe and Mika came up with the exclusive goods for you knit British listeners and you should strap yourself in because there are going to be some awesome revelations in this week's podcast I was really keen to talk to Joe and Mika about how it is that they keep Edinburgh Yarn Festival so fresh and something that people really, really want to attend with awesome classes that people scrabble for and uh, that sell out really, really quickly and how they manage to keep on bringing consistently awesome vendors. So... You'll hear from them very, very shortly. I should also add that planning for the Black and Yarns podcast lounge has also begun. And I'm in some talks with some very awesome podcasters about doing something really special and joined up next year. If you listened to the last episode, I put out a little plea and said, if you're a podcaster and you haven't been to Edinburgh Yarn Festival before and you'd like to come, then please drop me a line at louise at knitbritish.net it's awesome the podcast lounge is an awesome place it's an awesome place for podcast audiences and it's an awesome place for podcasters to meet up and just put faces to names and do a little bit of networking and and Edinburgh Yarn Festival provides us so generously with a lounge in which to do that so if you're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival or you know that your favourite podcasters come into Edinburgh Yarn Festival give them a little nudge get them to email me louise at knitbritish.net as soon as possible if you're a podcaster and you've heard from me already then you're on my mailing list you're going to be in the know you're going to be in the loop 
Uh, but I'm really keen to hear from some of you who haven't been before because not all podcasters have email addresses that they publish <laughs> on their websites and on their show notes. So I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, without further ado, please grab a whip, grab a drink, and let's get cracking with that interview with Joe and Mika. first was that you guys always have this really keen awareness of what festival goers want in vendors and in classes and Joe you um, sort of deal with the classes side of things and so I wanted to ask you about this year's tutors and classless and how you go about choosing it and, and making it fresh. Okay um, well I think the the keen awareness comes from our own interest really would you agree Mika? Absolutely. Um, I think we we basically do what we like to see on a programme, <laughs> so for better or worse. Right. Um, that's, that's how it comes about. Um, we, in terms of classes, what is really essential to have is um, interesting subjects, things that are going to stretch people, but also something for beginners or near beginners. Mm. Um, and I used to have a teaching background, and so I'm always kind of really aware of getting a spread of subjects and a spread of levels and something for everybody and extendable skills and all that kind of thing. Mm. So um, that that's where I'm coming at it from. Um, so, for example, this year, if you, let's say, you were you had not been knitting for very long you could do classes in there's a beginner's socks class um with claire divine there's a, a class just about increases and decreases which is one that i would oh, really yeah. like to do because i know that there are little tips and tricks for for doing those sorts of things that you you just never bother with when mm-hmm. you're doing a pattern you just go oh, i'll just i'll just fudge it this way you know <laughs> <laughs> so i would actually really love to do that one and then uh, Claire Devine is doing a, a class called Fix It SOS for Knitters. Brilliant. Which I think is going to be pretty um, interesting. <laughs> and once again, it's about just picking up um, some of the, the really intricate um, know-how mm-hmm. that exists in, yeah. in knitting. You can knit for it all your life and you can keep it simple and you can really enjoy it. But you yeah. can also learn that's brilliant for beginners so, and for, for yeah. people who are you know experienced knitters because there's always something that you exactly yeah and in terms of um more experienced knitters what what i've done this year is i know that there are a lot of expert knitters who come to edinburgh yarn festival which is fantastic and i've tried to put on a program of classes for them which is going to really stretch them so if you're interested in doing your own designs or really learning something very advanced, for example, you've got maths for knitters, Ooh. math for knitters, um, uh, that's, that's going to really, I think, 
tickle you. That's, <laughs> that's really, the way you go. That's yeah, really, because really, I think really that could that. be one of the things that puts people off designing is that they have this idea and they know how to do it, but it's then the 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 crazy maths sometimes you have to do. And the, there are tricks, and we've got Kate Atelier's teaching that one, who is you know arguably an expert in the field. Um, it's going to be a brilliant class. Excellent. Um, Carrie's doing a a, a class in preparing your designs for publication. Um, Kate's doing one on polishing your designs as well for for self-publication and yeah if you if you want to take things in that direction then it's going to be a good so basically you can go to Embry Arm Festival take a mm -hmm. beginner's class on how to knit and end up being a designer publishing your own work <laughs> <laughs> well we've got four days of classes so if you go in on the Thursday by the time you get out on the Sunday afternoon you, you will you'll that's be, brilliant you'll, you'll be right up there that's so good yeah so I mentioned Kate um, she's a, a new teacher on the programme we've basically we've got some old faces coming back some people whose classes are incredibly popular like um, Tom Van Danen is doing mm. his darning masterclass. Felix Ford is going to do her quotidian colour work. I just love the name of that class, cool. actually. Um, Colours of Edinburgh. I want to do it. Well. I know, yeah. I know. And newer teachers we've got. We've got Isabel Kramer coming, whose designs yes. I love. And I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nathan Taylor is coming. He's doing three classes in um, double knitting. That is awesome. He's he's brilliant. Um, he was so popular in the podcast lunch yeah. last year with his designs and his yeah. sandals. I know. He spent the whole afternoon talking about double knitting. It was fantastic. I think he really likes it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've always been asked to put on more crochet classes. So this year I have done that. And I've got... French crochet designer Cécile Balladino, eclectic gypsy. Um, she's coming, she's giving four classes, and it's going to be just kind of, I think, crazy crochet. Her work is always just full of colour and full of texture. It's all about the texture, the popcorn Fantastic. stitches, and all the bubbles. And things she's like got that. a huge following in France, doesn't she? Yes. Or maybe probably around the world. Yeah, yes. she's very popular. Yes. And very she's cool. coming over with a posse. So, really? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh -huh. Yeah, very excited to meet her and we've got a couple of Shetlanders as well we've got yeah. Hazel Tyndall is coming back she was in, there in 2015 and she's um, doing a couple of classes and Elizabeth Johnson as well Shetland oh, yeah. Handspun so and she's actually doing a class in improving your spinning I haven't mentioned everyone but because um, there are there are at the moment there are 58 classes mm. um, although I have to say most of them are sold out they're sold out very quickly have, have a look on the list there may still be a, a gem yeah. or two left. Yes, absolutely. Because we should say they went on sale, uh, which will be when this goes out, two, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And there was that lovely flurry of excitement on social media, wasn't there? Oh, it's was that, so fantastic to see that. That must yeah. be like the just such a lovely thing for you guys. Well, to see it's that when happen. you know you're doing something right, you know, yeah. when uh, everything just goes really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, people got got something that they, yeah. they wanted. And I think that's uh, that's another thing as well, is that people are really excited to learn. I think within things like Embry Yarn Festival, you associate the buying yarn with learning something new. Mm -hmm. And that, you kind of experienced that because you guys were in Shetland Wool Week. At Shetland Wool Week this oh, year. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we loved it. It was, it was amazing. It was just a really amazing experience. Um, Shetland, first of all, as I know you know, is gorgeous. Incredible, incredible place, incredible people. We loved it, and we were there yeah. for eight days, right? Eight days, eight days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, it's something I said to you for a long time is that the the thing about Shetland Wool Week is that there's just this the emphasis is on 
learning and sharing that skills and yeah. knowledge and then you know where the yarn is you but know they're not hogging the knowledge no, they're always open they say oh yeah i'm doing it. this mm. and this is my thought process and we've met some really such humble knowledgeable experienced yeah. people it was well, i mean we met wilma malcolmson mm-hmm. oh, the queen the queen gorgeous. of color yeah. Yeah. her studio was amazing yeah. wasn't it, it was... and we met her granddaughter terry, terry. Mm-hmm. and we met Anne Yunsen, mm-hmm. who we took a class with and mm-hmm. i mean hazel was there obviously and so many other amazing people it was yeah. just great the amount of talent and you know how humble the people are with what beautiful things they're creating us mm-hmm. incredible so yeah we'll be back you and took the, a class didn't you we did yeah and um so we did two classes we did um with onions and we did a machine knitting class which yes. was maca gravit great maca gravit <laughs> i'm maca gravit <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was it was great it was quite long wasn't it yeah. i think we were the there day, for yeah. six hours and i think my eyes were coming together by the yeah. end of it <laughs> some fiddly sewing at the end but i know but you know what it showed is that you can go into a class with next to zero knowledge and you yes. come out with a finished article uh, well that was it exactly because although mika's done quite a bit of machine knitting i have not mm. and it was astonishing what i was able to make yeah, because you finished yeah. this beautiful i finished it grab it yeah, I did, and I love it as well. So, and then we did um, a class on color blending with Donna Smith, who did Colors of Shepherd. And that's hard. That is hard. I'm finding that's the hardest bit. Yeah. I can. I. I'm pretty sure I can knit just about anything, but the selecting up the colors. That's I've got a whole new appreciation for that, and that's yeah. something that I've stayed with me coming back from Shetland. I feel like. That's in the blood. They, people just know how to say colours. I think me too. Um, there was something that just clicked during that class that I could not have predicted. But your swatch really looked really good it. as well. Mine looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't this the thing about classes though? And yeah. about what we're saying about about you know having these fantastic teachers and these, these mm-hmm. classes that you take something away with you that actually can stay with you for a long yeah, time. Definitely. Whether it's something that you... A technique that you can't get yeah. get away from, or it's like the ideas and the theory behind it, yeah. and I think that's uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think just because it is so focused, and that class was three hours long, and by the end of it, I was exhausted. And on all I've we done, we took a nap. Did you take we, a nap? I did. Yeah. <laughs> all I had done was sit there and fiddle about with little bits of wool and do a little bit of knitting, and that you know, mm-hmm. really, if if that's physically all that went into it, but mentally. A lot of effort went into that, and it was really, really enjoyable. And yeah, it was it was exhausting. Yeah, and I think that's going back to our program. I think very important. I think lots of people know that by now. We only allow one purchase per person at a time. Obviously, people can buy more classes Mm -hmm. than if they want. That's no problem. But the reason for that is twofold. One is we want everybody to have a fair chance to actually get their hands on their class. We don't accept tour bookings, for example, no. and group bookings, because we, we think that that would change the, the flavour and the nature of the event. Mm. But the other thing is that, really, you know, you want to ex- experience other things. We've got a beautiful city at our doorstep. We've got a fantastic festival. You know, mm. I mean, I know some people come and they want to do two or three classes, but I'm Four looking at them, and now I'm thinking, oh, my word. I mean, I don't know how they... I'd be exhausted afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, good for I them. Know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to. I know. I don't have I that know. stamina. I think. <laughs> no. But um, yeah. But yeah, no Shetland. Um, 
thoroughly, thoroughly recommended. Yeah, you're you're gonna go again next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've got dips on our accommodation already. So hands off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so spoken a little bit about workshops and tutors, and you know that idea of keeping it fresh and keeping mm-hmm. it at your heart. What you know knitters want and what you guys would want out of a workshop. How do you then apply that to the vendors, Mika? Um, yeah, well, it is to some degree very similar because we want to offer something new but we can offer more new things at a time that's obviously difficult i think in in everything we do i think it's worth mentioning even though joe's talking about the classes i'm talking about the vendors it is a completely collaborative yeah way we do things it's not like i'm sitting in my little corner thinking oh i want these these and these vendors and then you know, I showed Joe the list and she nods or not, and then that's it. It really is, it's a process. It evolves and we think about a lot, we talk about a lot, and same with the classes. It's really, it just happens that we do work as separate, like, almost like separate projects, and we we talk to each other every week. Yeah. Sometimes, multiple times a day about these sort of things, and we just mm-hmm. deal with the admin sites separately. So... Um, but I think, I think that's, that's how, you, say, how yeah. you make it work. You can't, you yeah. know, you have to be involved every step yeah. as well. I think. So yeah. all the good and all the bad decisions mm-hmm. are joint decisions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we, we, we like we like to think that there are more good decisions. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. To make it, so, to, as yeah. we say, to keep it, yeah. to keep it sustainable keep, yeah. and keep it yeah. good and fresh and what people want. And, then, and, then we, and we we use a lot of sounding boards. So every now as you know, every now and again, you may receive text from me saying oh Louise what do you think about this you know any thoughts and you, you we are going around it's not just us we we are really using the community as a sounding board for a little snippet and say well, you know what do you think about this or this so the, the, the ideas come from many different places and then goes to the class program as well as the vendors so the vendors this year the list is just finalized it's not released yet but we're going to tell you a little bit about this we decided um yeah so just like again we want to show the very best of british rural producers and little businesses and dyers but it's very difficult to um just maintaining keeping it fresh we just have the same thing every year frankly i think every single marketplace we've had ever we could just replicate it and people would still love it and mm-hmm. they go away and they'll you know we, we i don't think we've ever had bad feedback on any of the vendor selections we had people generally love what we put on but we really want to push what we offer and we want to keep it fresh and we want to show some people pushing into this marketplace now because there are new interesting businesses and producers coming through and it's hard. It's been really, I think this year has been the toughest yet in terms of Definitely. making a selection, not what we want, but deciding what we can't have and can't uh, show. And I'm telling you, this is over the last three months, probably that, that's been keeping us awake because it's hard to say to people, sorry, we can't have you this year. We'd love to have you, but we can't. So just to give you an idea, this year we're going to show 27 new to us vendors. Now, that doesn't mean that we're expanding, that we have a bigger footprint, that we have more stands. It means there's an exchange. Some people 
they you know they come for one year and because they travel further so it's no no big deal but there are some people who would love to come back again and again and again every year but we simply can't do that for for, for everyone so that's uh, that's where we've been at so we've worked really hard and tried to be fair and you know we loved everybody who showed with us throughout the past few years so that's I think that's an important message here mm-hmm. but this year what what we try to do is shine a light on and this is some a subject close to your heart, shine a light on uh, more smaller British producers and the people who have the vlogs have produced something locally in Britain in, in little areas. And there's real provenance. You really know where's the sheep come from, where's the wool spun, um, you know, what are people making with it? And there's a real passion underlying the products and the wool. And that's something that we thought, hey, if we want to keep fresh, we're going to introduce an element of this. So... Some of the producers we're going to get, and I'm not going to name all. No. The list is going to be, I think we're going to put it on the website on the 2nd of November. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to give you a couple of uh, tidbits here. Um, yeah, so we have a number of these small producers that fall into the category of British producers. Um, one of them is Uradale Yarns mm-hmm. from Shetland. You you yeah. know them. You will that was the first. Yeah. That was the first wool that made me think about knitting British. That well, was the really that was interesting. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that was the wool that started it all off. Yeah, that's pretty. For us, they're interesting because it's, it's businesses like that who've been probably going for quite some years. They started five years ago, I think they told us with this, and you know they just so unassuming with this fantastic product. It's fully organic. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. I mean, this is it's basically organic from. The soil, soil to the spinning process to the dyeing mm. process it's is a fantastic product it's beautiful colors we bought some we brought really some back we did a farm colors, colors. Yeah, the colors yeah. are incredible yeah, yeah. so mm. i mean watch out for those guys we already told them don't come with a suitcase come with a van <laughs> because people are going to love your yeah. stuff and they teamed up with uh, uh, ladies from trollenwool so a couple of dutch ladies they have uh created some beautiful designs that really shows lets the color shine so that's going to be interesting then we have cambrian wool an inventor iona wool gartenora coming this year uh uist wool yes so lovely lovely people real enthusiasm uh, for the subject and in i think our feeling is this has really changed so in previous years People behind these brands and yarns, they would just say, oh, yeah, yeah, we have this as a little sideshow. And now you speak to the people pushing these products and they say, oh, we love it and we want you to see it. And there's some real newfound passion. So I don't know what's happening in the background, but all these little outfits must have found themselves. People know what they're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> things seem to be happening. <laughs> yeah. So and then we have uh, Wensleydale Home Farm. Home Farm, Home Farm Wensleydale. They are coming. And... Ardalanish, so um, again, you know, it's been underrepresented in lots mm-hmm. of shows, are not shown at all, lots of people. I think um, Rachel Atkinson and Jules Billings, they're doing some interesting project at the moment with their pouches. They are, yes. So tweet. limited edition tweet yeah. thing going on. So very interesting company. So they're going to come. So, you know, it's really, we're not going to turn into uh, a small holders event. But we felt that we really wanted to show these people that a couple of other people gonna you know that sort of thing come along alongside 
a whole lot of others. So we only named, I don't know, six, seven, eight here, but 27 different new uh, uh, businesses are going to come. And also, I think it's really fantastic to put these small rural businesses in the place where they belong, alongside other rural businesses, yeah. because I think that it's, it's important for, for people who buy rural to see that, but I think it's also important for some of these small businesses to see their places actually yeah it's you know they're, they're not doing something that's they're doing something that's very small and, and and very unique but that they do have a place in the wider yeah, the, the niches yes very well established so and rich full of yeah. you know really interesting people who want yeah. to touch their product and yeah and, and so get involved I'm, yeah and so i know that i'm not the only one at the moment who's applauding and listening to that that and that you guys are given that focus because i think that they shouldn't just be confined to things like no fam, you know little not. agricultural shows and small homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this is brilliant and what we're really mm-hmm. hoping these companies are going to get out of this is they're going to show their products at our show i'm i'm pretty sure lots of them will come home with empty bands because we have so many visitors who are really after that particular thing they want to know the story they want to meet the people but the main thing is hopefully our visitors they're going to go home after our show inspired and because simply they couldn't get all to all the different vendors or basically they just run out of steam because it's also exciting. <laughs> they can go back they and we've spent months and years to come to these people's websites and buy. And I, I think there's some great success stories in the past where somebody shone a light on a very small producer like Magnus from Fuller Yarns, yes. for example. Now, you know, wonderful product. He lives on an island in the middle of the ocean and has really just probably a shaky internet connection but that guy sells out now and that's such a fantastic story gets to keep his native ancient sheep and you know that's that's what we would like to see for these small producers so they can carry on producing these wonderful small special batches yes yeah so i mean apart from that i think it's worth mentioning that we are super excited that uh, Kate Davis is coming back. Awesome. So um, we were hoping, um, obviously we were so honored that she joined us last year and um, we were hoping that we wouldn't stress her out too much. You know, I think she, she but she has got a wonderful team. She's so, and good. because it's not so far away, and I think, she, I hope she, re- I think she really enjoyed our show. Yeah. It was such a lovely stall, actually. And so, I mean, the whole marketplace just had a brilliant atmosphere, but just around her yeah. stall, mm-hmm. there was a really lovely atmosphere and attitude. And yeah. just mm-hmm. people wanted to yeah. see the yarn and talk to her. And yeah. it was, you know, and talk to the team yeah. as well, not and just no, her. Yeah, know. and there wasn't too much of this because I think we were a bit worried that it was would be a massive fan fan girl movement descending on it. I think people were really respectful. They just said, oh, "Okay, I have a look, and I don't want to crowd people out. I come back later." And everybody got a little snippet, and lots of people. Mm-hmm. She was so lovely. You know, she was. People were having a picture taken with her, and I think because you don't see Kate Davis any day, I think it's almost like yeah, it's. I think there was a real sort of. I think you're right. I think that the fangirl thing. I can understand where you're coming from with that, but there was this real kind of like, it was just a very gentle kind of yeah. loving kind of thing Correct. that was going yeah. on. It was yeah, lovely. Yeah. It was really nice. Yes. And, I, and even people were like going past, going, "Is that them?" There's a whole team yeah. there that's so. Well, I mean, obviously we've got Isolde coming back, and mm-hmm. that, that you know that shouldn't be underestimated. Isolde's been super supportive of our event from when we started off, and. You know, we're obviously delighted that she's coming. We're so lucky that she's resident because, again, it's all just somebody 
who doesn't just do shows um, because she's very busy. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot of money to travel to different places. Bring and she's, I mean, she's creating a mind-blowing stand really now. It's I mean, she's going strength to strength and yeah. she'll bring really interesting things. Don't think that you can, in quotes, just buy patterns there. She'll have kits. There'll be Nicklandia last year, this year, sorry. Yes, yeah. we'll have, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, there are some other activities which we're it's going to talk about. It's a full-on yarn store. Yeah. yeah, it is. And yeah. we are so lucky that, you know, we're, you know, she thinks we're good enough to come back. So we love it. <laughs> so it should be um, I so. don't want to push you too much with all of these fantastic vendors, but I think one thing that we know is that you always, there's always... There's always a huge interest in what's local and what's happening in the UK, but you also have international visitors yes, or yes, vendors. And I just wondered if you can say anything. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you're absolutely right. We try every year. We have, it's almost like, maybe we, we should give it a name. It's a scheme of some sort. <laughs> we have our own personal wish list and... Um, you know, people we would like to approach from abroad. So there's every year we go around and we say, all right, we'd, we'd, you know, we'd love to have you, you know, have you thought maybe about coming? So, and these are very few spaces we yeah. can give over because we want to support the UK industry. But at the same time, we feel we've got a lot of uh, international visitors from different places. So we, it's a little, it's like sprinkling a bit of spice yeah. on top of yeah. So this year, so one exciting person we're going to have is Walk Collection from Germany. So we tended to have, I think it's probably me being German, we're looking across and thinking, oh, it would be nice to have yeah. somebody from Germany. And she's very popular. She works a lot with Stephen West. And uh, so she's got some really cool yarns, very, very distinct. Cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so she's coming where we're mm-hmm. very excited about it. But, but then we have... Mm-hmm. A super exciting um, vendor this year. And, you know, th- this year we got in the same spot we had Wollmeiser. We had Wollmeiser, yeah. yeah. Wollmeiser uh, is not coming this year, you know, just because we need to mix things up. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have, we can't get the same people from abroad and all the time uh, taking up that amount of space yeah. because they had a, a big, big space, one of the biggest spaces we have available. So this year, um, we gonna get Brooklyn Tweed in. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. And you know, I'm ha- I've got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> so, and I know for many people, they just I don't know what. But for me, when I seriously start up knitting, and I, I I know this is the same for Joe. We always love to design. We love the photography. This is really one, you know, I mean, we love everything about it. For I mean, it's still, wool people comes out, you drop everything, and then you end up in this rabbit hole of the lookbook, and you just dream mm-hmm. about all these wonderful cables. <laughs> it's not Jumping. just that. You don't just dream about the beautiful cardigan. You dream Cast about walking the, the around, world. Yes. The, yeah. the beautiful scenery being in the, the autumn, in the by the water yeah. mill, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, not wanting to, you know, talk down anything else we're doing, but for us, certainly, it's been, this is a, a personal milestone we achieved. Yeah. Because if you would have told us four years ago that Brooklyn Tweet would be receptive, to come and, and and work with us 
you know, I, we would have probably thought, yeah, right, no way. They're not even <laughs> going to answer the phone. But I'm telling you something, for, for those of you who, who don't know very much about the company, that's actually quite a small company. And they're lovely, lovely people. They are fantastic people. We've, they're so great to work with. We're so looking forward to having them. And, you know, and the most exciting thing is that they are planning to bring Jared Flood across. So it's, <laughs> again, not saying, oh, it's just Brooklyn Tweed, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, Jared Flood's coming. And again, it's sort of, yeah, I think there are going to be a couple of fainting fangirl moments on my on my part, certainly. Yeah, so, yes, that's I think, amazing. Watch out, Jared. I know, watch out, Jared. <laughs> said, I'm coming for you. So, yeah, so I, I guess... Um, oh, wow. That's really so, it. Yeah, so... Yeah. Amazing classes, amazing tutors, awesome vendors, proper special guests. Also, then we're going to have things like the podcast lounge again, which I'll talk yeah. about in future episodes. And then also, are we going to have a magazine again this year? Is there going to be a World Tribe 2? There is going to be Definitely. a World Tribe 2. It is in production currently. Wow. Um, we have got uh, patterns being knitted or crocheted <gasps> as we speak. In fact, a pattern landed in my inbox this morning. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, so that is all in train. We have got, um, we're, we're just in the process of getting our photo shoot set up. Yeah. Um, we've got an awesome model. Yeah. Um, that is going to be great fun. I'm really looking forward to that day. We don't, Photo yeah. shoot day yeah. is is I think I kind uh, of do it astonishing. Scenes. Yes, if you want to, but you know, I've been thinking that's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. But the interesting thing about the production this year is that two things. First of all, we learned so many things, yeah. and uh, you know, I think we did a brilliant job with the magazine. We've been really yeah. proud about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, about it. So while doing everything else, um, but. You know, not many people. I think many people knew at the end that they've seen Becky running around. So Becky, Becky, the model we chose for our last magazine, is one of our friends. We actually see her on a Thursday yeah. evening when we go for knitting. Mm-hmm. So, and we've chosen again a model who's also a knitter, and uh, yeah, she's got quite an interesting alter ego. So we're not going to reveal very oh. much about this. Yeah, so we, we're very excited to be working Fantastic. with her. She's a knitter and she, she gets She's just the an whole all around good egg as well. All around so, good egg and yeah. there's going to be some an interesting prop in a couple of pages. I think yeah. we can leave that yeah, with yeah. you. Brilliant. So so that's all that's that's all ready for, for uh publication. So that should be coming out in the new year. Oh really? Yeah, so um, before early. quite a bit well, before. Yeah and the the reason for that is um that it was such a phenomenal amount of work to distribute yeah. the magazine just yeah. before. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge. Must have been a huge yeah. extra was, lot of yeah. work. Physically, a large yeah. job, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it, not an unwelcome job. Yeah. It's no. just it was a lot of work, and we thought if we can bring it a, a month or two forward, that's yeah. brilliant. We can. It's know. also a way for people who know that they can't come, that they can get a copy, mm-hmm. and sort of live alongside this general excitement that's hopefully yeah. building up again in the run-up to the event. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, definitely. I f- it feels almost like we definitely need to have one again mm-hmm. because it was a popular it sold out last year. So we, yeah, we're going to do it again. Amazing. Right? And then, so all of these things that we, we sort of come to expect, what about 
some after show entertainment. You well. first year we had the wonderful cabaret, and then oh, last yes. year, so that wasn't the first year, but that was the first year yeah. of the corn exchange, and then this year we had the Kaylee party on. So, can you say anything about what we might expect next year? Well, let's just say we'll, we'll, we'll reveal it in the not-too-distant future, but let's just say we know it was a very popular event last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I'm going to say exactly, but yeah. Everybody loved the dancing, everybody loved the kilts. So, um, without giving it completely away, I think it's safe to say that it's you popular. know, it was popular and jump watched the space. <laughs> so then we have the magazine and possibly an after party and all of this fantasticness. And this year you also had other events and social things. Is there anything that might be happening connected with Edinburgh Yarn Festival that you want to talk about? Yes, but I wouldn't say connect to Edinburgh okay. Yarn Festival because what we've, well, Joe and I, we've, this, and this goes in hand with, the magazine really even though the magazine is an event magazine and it's 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 closely linked to that because of what we choose what goes in it but i think what we really wanted to focus on is this whole community aspect of knitting and um many of you our your listeners will know that the magazine was called wool tribe and it's not just a name we plucked out of the air there's a really sort of solid thought and reason behind it because it's all about because it's so important for us the community aspect and everybody been to our events mm -hmm. will know that they come away not just oh look what i bought they come away and say oh my god i made new friends i'm inspired I, you know i just had such a good time being with people and i think this what we would like to do is um sort of take that a little bit further and separately from the yarn festival what we are planning is a christmas party this year it's gonna be the wool tribe christmas party because it's not the time of the edinburgh yarn festival at that time it's it really is about it's about that so coming together coming together there'll be limited yeah. tickets available by the time this airs the you know you should see something on our website but if not keep your eyes Sign up to the newsletter. Sign up to the newsletter, absolutely, because the spaces will be limited and it's going to be a full three-course meal thing. Like a, It's like the office party everybody loves, but with the cool people. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'll be there. Yes, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. the Christmas party that you want to Do go you to. want yes. to go to? Exactly. You'll be sitting together with people who are interested in the same thing and... There's not going to be a heavy program or anything, but we're going to have a little bit of fun at the side. We're developing a little fun little game that hopefully Louise is going to be involved in some shape or form. They're going to be just really, I mean, uh, maximum of five vendors for an hour and a half before we start settling in nice. and eat. And it really is just going to be limited amount of tickets and it's just going to be the full booner. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be a, a drop-in or walk-in or whatever we hired an entire space um for that purpose i think we can say it's aqua yeah mm -hmm. um we've had a successful midnight there. yeah so we've uh, basically booked the entire upstairs and uh yeah so mm -hmm. that's going to be our space for it's proper food and we're gonna have some christmas fun food yeah drink yeah. Um, oh, I said that a bit too enthusiastically. Drink. Drink. <laughs> and 
I think the important <laughs> thing is the date. date. And P date is the Saturday, the 3rd of December. And I think this is really important because very often events like ours, they're sort of pushed to the periphery, to the edges, because, you know, um, you know, you do it on a Thursday evening or a Sunday. We wanted to have a proper Saturday yeah. evening event. So it will start from five o'clock. So people could come into town, do their shopping, maybe visit one of our fabulous yarn stores locally. And then just come back and wind down. And it's, it, it, it enables people, even from a bit further away, maybe to take a train, take the last last train back, or maybe even make a weekend of it if they want to. So, um, yeah, I think that's the whole thought behind it, is just a coming together at Christmas with people you enjoy spending time with. Uh, so Your tribe. Yes, the tribe. Yeah. Go and meet the wool tribe. Yeah, many wool tribe Christmas. Yes. <laughs> wow. Are you going wow right now? All of those awesome British vendors, you guys. All of those incredible tutors and classes and expertise and then to top it all off Mika drops the bee bomb Brooklyn Tweed with Jared Flood it's it's <laughs> it's incredible it's awesome they're consistently bringing us all of the awesome thank you so much Joe and Mika again for being so generous with your time and with your exclusive peeps to Knit British and for Knit British listeners. We love it. Can't wait for Edinburgh Yarn Festival 2017. Uh, that is actually all we're going to have this episode. Now there are lots of things that I've been promising to tell you more about and there'll be blog posts coming up before the next podcast. Just quickly time to say hello to the new kids in the Ravelry group. Hello to Rose Madder, who is Linda from New South Wales. Hello to Wool Musing, who is Irina from Pennsylvania. Hello to Miss Kittens, who is Sam from Suffolk. Hello to Apple Eye, who is Elaine from Hampshire. Hello to Millie Knits, who is Elaine from the United Kingdom. Two different Elaines, I'm assuming. And hello to Comfrey Fan, who's Angela from Devon. Hi, you guys. Thanks so much for joining in the Knit British Ravelry group. And thank you to everyone in the Knit British Ravelry group for having such a great community there. I will be back in November with more podcasts. And I'm going to be back around about the 11th. So watch out for a podcast coming then. Uh, this episode is dedicated to Quattro from the Caithness Craft podcast, who is now in the big dog bed in the sky. Quattro, I will really miss your snoring in Louise's episodes. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British and I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place.